The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. Hi, Leo DeGeneritos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 298. Yes, uh, yesterday's episode was went to, out to all my Canadians that were celebrating Family Day weekend. This one goes out to the Americans. I was going to say celebrating President's Day weekend, but I was informed it's a whole week for some of you people, you wild, wild Americans. So happy President's Day week to you all. And thank you for coming to the show. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. And um, my co-host will be celebrating a President's Day week by uh, he'll, he'll kick it off by breaking down some Bellator, his favorite thing to do, breaking down Bellator events. He begged and pleaded to to do this event. So we relented and let him um, handicap five Bellator fights for this coming weekend. So let's bring in the man of the hour himself now, Gumby Vreeland, a.k.a. Danny V. Hello. You know, it, it's funny. I, I thought for sure when we put the poll up on... Uh, the SGPN Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord, of whether or not they would want Bellator breakdowns or PFL. I was like, these people are like me. They don't want to talk about Bellator. And boy, was I wrong. You were wrong. <laughs> I, I, maybe it was because they wanted to like do a prank on you. I'm not sure because they, they know you don't enjoy breaking that Bellator. So maybe. And maybe maybe they are like me, too, because then that's totally what I would have done to, to somebody uh, like yep. myself. Um this is not a good Bellator card. I'm going to say that um, right no. now. It's a it's pre- it's pretty bad, if we're being honest. And I will say PFL this week, which is what you guys are going to miss out on, although there might be <laughs> there might be an article coming to the yes, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. So keep an eye out for that. It's got meaningful fighters on it uh, for women's flyweight, a division we talked about ex- a bunch on the last episode. And it's all people you've heard of. It's like Caitlin Neal's fighting and Helen Peralta's fighting. And um, I, I think I saw Greek Eckhouse was fighting, who's a Belgian fighter who I know really well. And like, there's just like a whole bunch of fighters on that card. There was like another girl who was on Contender Series. I'm trying to remember what her name was. She was the Australian kickboxer who got out grappled in her fight. Um, so there's like a bunch of people who have been in meaningful fights. And yet here we are. We're going to talk about basically regional level Irish MMA. <laughs> he is, he's, um, he's, you're still pushing it. It's too late, bud. You lost, you lost. <laughs> you, you, you're still trying to convince people who, who won't hear this until after it's recorded. So yeah, I, I know um, I, it I is can't, over. I can't believe it. <laughs> yep. So we're going to, if you're Irish, you're going to love this event. Possibly. I haven't listened to severe MMA yet. Uh, they, they do a whole breakdown of this as well. I'm, I'm assuming they're probably going to be high in it because there's uh, a lot of Irish, fighters on the card but yeah like you said it's not the most exciting card the main event actually is an interesting matchup but we'll get all, all into that in one moment i know you guys can't wait uh first win bet of course they're the ones that keep us in your ear holes win bet is the official online sports book of the sports gambling podcast network win bet is active in a bunch of states and there are tons of ways to, to win 
including live betting and same game parlays, aka WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100. Get $100 limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, get a thousand dollar free credit so much to choose from and all you have to do is head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet so they know we sent you that's sports gambling podcast.com slash w-y-n-n-b-e-t offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 on to the big show now we've got bellator actually do you want to recap this past weekend? I, I don't even know how you did with no. The I, I, I mean, I went one and two with LFA picks. Two fights got canceled, so yeah. that was kind of a bummer. Um, you know, swinging a miss on a big dog, one in the main event, uh, and then a kind of a big favorite in uh, Ahmad Suhail Hassanzada kind of let me down. So it, one and two, which isn't ideal, yeah. um, but but having two fights canceled kind of sours wanting to talk about an event at all. Yep. yep. Plus, you want to get right to Bellator anyhow. So yeah, I oh. need I need so much time to talk about Bellator 291. Well, we have actually odds now. I, I have to put down the odds now. I didn't have odds originally, but um, we we're gonna start with uh, we're just, we're just doing the main card, correct? Is yeah. That here. Yeah, that's my my preferred move. Prelims on Bellator. I, I I sometimes can do some Bellator prelims, but they're usually pretty shoddy. <laughs> It is true. All right. Um, hang on a second. I'm going to get the first fight queued up for you all here after I get the odds. All right. I got the odds. We'll see if Gumby's going with a big dog in this one or not. It is boom, 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 145 pounds. So featherweights, Kieran Clark versus Leonardo Sinis. So we got Irish fighter in this fight. Actually, there's an Irish fighter in every fight except the top two, which makes it. I guess Pedro Cavallo is, is technically Irish at this point. So, um, all right. Kieran Clark, Leonardo Sinis. Tell you about Sinis first. His nickname is Pitbull. So original. So original. Um, he's 11-5-1. One knockout, 10 submissions. He's been knocked out twice. This will be his Bellator debut. He's won two straight fights. He's also won two of his last five. So he had a three-fight losing streak, and then he won two straight. He's not lost since January of 2020. He's won two straight fights via submission. He used to fight at welterweight and at middleweight. This one is at featherweight. So that's quite a drop down there. Uh, 2012 was his pro MMA debut. He's two inches taller than Clark. Don't have reach info for him. Plus 275. Clark, 6-0, one knockout, three submissions. All of his fights have been in Bellator. He's won three straight fights via finish. Three years younger than Sinis, minus 350. You got minus 350? Do I need to refresh my page? Uh, I don't mean to be hating on your odds early. But... Yep, minus 350 is what I got. I oh, yeah, that changed. Oh, what man. was it? It was negative 300 like six seconds ago. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, and when it originally posted, I saw it at negative 200. Yeah, like by the time you guys hear this, it'll probably be negative 500. Yeah, Kieran Clark's the right play here. Uh, I, I think if you just look at the records, you're like, ah, oh, Clark's probably, you know, a little bit less experienced. The Sinus guy feels like he's been around the block. Maybe he's got a, you know, a chance here. Um, He, he doesn't. He's, he's pretty bad, Um, if we're being honest. I actually went back and I watched a couple of his fights because of the people on this card, he is the one I'm the least familiar with. Um, and I watched the one he had won uh, the, his last fight at Hamara MMA Volume 2, uh, which took place in Turku, Finland, um, and where he was the co-main event against a Finnish dude. And, and just like wild striking that seemed to have no semblance or of understanding in terms of distance and distance management. Like he, he just like 
was punching and, and completely unaware that he was not in the correct range to hit somebody. Um, and then his grappling was just like, I'm going to squeeze you with my big William Knight looking muscles as hard as I can, which is part of why when you said, I don't know how he's going to get down to featherweight. He, he he made featherweight the last fight, but he looks huge for a featherweight. Um, you know, he's a big meaty dude. Um, you know, obviously not actually William Knight size, William Knight's a 205er, but like he's a big, strong dude. And it just looks like he is trying to squeeze somebody's head off with a takedown and just muscle it. And that's a nightmare game plan against somebody like Kieran Clark, who is, you know, he's one of the better looking prospects in Ireland right now. He's light on his feet. He bounces in and out. Well, he actually controls distance exceptionally well. And he's also really good on the ground, right? Like that's the thing about him that, that maybe people like the most about him is that like, he's got a really sharp submission game. He seems to have really good positioning. Um, And granted, he hasn't fought the like best of the best competition in Bellator. Like all of his fights in, in the, as a pro have been in Bellator um, since he was in the like I MMAF uh, European champs and world championships and stuff like that. So, like, he, he's mo- mostly fought decent enough competition. So, I, I'm not positive that his, like, jiu-jitsu positioning and holding people down is going to work real well. But it should work fine against this guy. Like, I think he can pick him apart on the feet. I think he can sub him when he gets tired. Because um, he's just, like, no, no management of of distance or energy or anything from Sinis. This should be an easy one for Clark. Yeah, they seem to have um, set up irish fighters with with some favorable matchups here so um we're moving on to the other side of the featherweight uh not bracket ledger we'll say the female side Sinead o'connor versus janae harding three five minute rounds hollow point harding is six and six with four knockouts she's been knocked out twice submitted once three and four in bellator she's lost two straight and only won one of her last four she's not won a fight since november of 2020 she also is a pro boxer She's eight years younger than Kavanaugh, five inches taller, five inches reach on her. So quite younger and quite bigger, plus 205. KO Kavanaugh, eight and five with four knockouts. She's been knocked out twice, five and five in Bellator. She's gone three and one of her last four, including winning her last fight. That was about almost exactly a year ago. When she steps in the cage, it'll be almost exactly a year since her last fight. She's missed weight in the past at this weight class. She also was uh, originally had fought down at Bantamweight earlier in her career. Mine is, what's she at? 265. Yeah, so um, this is actually a rematch. I don't know if you know this. This, this oh, fight I, happened, I missed that, yeah. This fight happened about five years ago. And in the, you know, it only took one round. In that first round, Sinead Kavanaugh bought, the, bought tons of energy, forward pressure, was pushing Harding up against the cage, was, you know, working her over seemingly winning the round pretty easily and then i'm not exactly sure what caused it um it looked like it could have been a knee it looked like it could have been a clash of heads um but kavanaugh walked away with a pretty gnarly cut uh as we talked about on sunday similar thing happened uh and harding wound up walking away with the victory so that was five years ago and i think in that time Kavanaugh has gotten even a little bit smarter in the way that she knows that she needs to fight in order to win. She's become a little bit more reliant on uh, grappling, cage control, stuff like that. Whereas before she was like, ah, I'm just going to throw with this person. And, and Harding is probably the better technical striker than Sinead Kavanaugh. Like she, she probably, you know, if we just turn this into a boxing match with no other you know, aspects to it, I, I'd probably pick Sinead Harding. 
But Harding has, like, you know, some suspect takedown defense. She sometimes is not the strongest uh, women's featherweight you've ever seen in your whole life. And so, like, I think the fact that Kavanaugh has gotten smarter in what she's doing in terms of, uh, you know, not boxing with a boxer, putting people up against the cage, taking them down when she needs to, and the fact that, like, Harding is on, like, a massive losing streak largely based on like that she's getting outworked uh by bigger stronger women at featherweight um you know with the exception of beating jesse melee who's you know kind of n- not not bellator level competition even so I-, I think kavanaugh here is probably pretty easily going to control uh the distance pretty easily going to control the realm that this fight happens at um i, I maybe don't like that number because as i said like you know kavanaugh originally lost the fight and is probably not a better technical striker in this one, but uh, it's still not enough for me to be like, yes, go get whatever that price is on Janae Harding. All right. Kavanaugh is the pick. Gumby is very chalky. Uh, So far, let's move to the next fight. We're going back to the men's side up to lightweight three, five minute rounds. Peter Quilly versus Bryce Logan. I will tell you about Mr. Logan first. He is 12 and seven, two knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted once. 0 and four in Bellator. He's lost three straight fights. He's not won since July of 2020. He was the LFA champion though, uh, plus 155. Queely, the showstopper, 13, seven and one with three knockouts. He's been knocked out once, two and three in Bellator. He's lost two straight fights. Used to fight at welterweight. 2012 pro MMA debut. Two inches taller than Logan, five inches reach on him, minus 180. So uh, I'm going to break that tradition uh, that you were just saying about being a little bit too chalky here, and I'm going to take Bryce Logan. Really? Um, yeah, I think I think the UFC was trying to give Quelly a fight here that I think was super winnable. Um, and, and, you know, Logan's on a pretty bad losing streak, right, since coming over to Bellator, he's 0-3. But, but he actually has wins over really good dudes when he was in an LFA. Uh, like, he beat... Jacob Rosales, who is on Contender Series, he beat Dakota Bush, who is in the UFC. Um, you know, he beat CJ Hunter. He fought guys like Grant Dawson and uh, Tay Edwards and Demarcus Jackson, who are all in the UFC. And really, when you look at the guys who've beaten him in in Bellator, like he he split with with Georgie Karakian. Uh, I'm always gonna say that dude's name wrong. You know the one I'm talking about. I do. Um, the Armenian dude who uh, shout out to Ryan H. Um, <laughs> Kakrakian is Armenian, right? I got that right. I think so. Yeah. It sounds sounds Armenian and he he fights out of Southern California. So I think that's the right spot. Uh, But anyway, like he's fought high level dudes. And and actually that was only a split to Georgie and and like no shame in that. I think the advantages he has here too over Quelly is that like Quelly is a really stationary striker. Um, his, His hands sometimes are like high, almost like, I don't want to say it's a hundred percent tie style, but he like does that like foot pick up on the front foot sometimes. Like he's trying to faint um, either a knee or a push kick or whatever. And then his hands are a little bit higher. Like he likes to shoot, do Muay Thai. Logan is a guy who's got really, first of all, really good counters. So he's not going to bite on a lot of those like fake front kick, push kick kind of deals. He's just going to let the guy strike. And then he's going to pop you with one straight down the middle. And it does come straight down the middle, which I kind of like about him. And then on top of that, too, he also has kind of sleeper good wrestling. Like, we, we maybe haven't seen it so much in Bellator, but, like, if you go back to some of his LFA fights, especially that Rosales fight that I was talking about, like, he, he actually wrestles pretty well. So 
with Quelly being a guy who like is kind of a little bit heavier on his feet, is a little bit too stationary. I think Logan has got a lot of advantages there. I'll also just like quickly point out one of the other things I like about Logan, which is he does this like stance swish that like has a jab in the middle of it. That is just like a really good way to take pressure off of himself. So even if Quelly does decide to dial up the pressure, I think he's going to deter it. So uh, yeah, I like Logan here. And speaking of odds that kind of bummed me out, you, you said plus 155, right? Yeah. This yeah. posted it when I was looking up, up this morning, it was plus 250. And I know oh, that's yeah. like the books finding the lines on a regional level show, right? Like it, yeah. it, they probably had, you know, I mentioned this in a previous episode, but they, they post these lines with really low maximum so that you can't like exploit them as they're trying to figure out where the line should be. So like plus 155 is probably more where it should be. But like, man, it looked like it was going to be a big number for a while. And maybe they liked the local and uh, it seems like people are seeing through that. So maybe get this one before it moves too much more, too. Yep. Apparently people are thinking uh, along the same lines as Gumby. So maybe Gumby isn't so dumb after all with this pick, right? right I don't co- I don't think so. I, of course not. <laughs> you never think so. Uh, co-main event is a featherweight battle. Pedro Carvalho versus Jeremy Kennedy. Um, the Canadian Jeremy Kennedy. Um, gee. I'll tell you about Cabrala first. So the game is the nickname. He's 13 and six, two knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once six and three in Bellator. He's gone win loss, win over his last three fights. He's fight at lightweight 2012 poem made debut three years younger than Kennedy plus 100 JBC or the bandit. You can call it Jeremy Kennedy. He is 13 and three with one, no contest, seven knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out twice, three and one in Bellator. He's won two straight fights. Last one via TKO. He went two and one with one, no contest in the TFL and, Three, I put three and one in the UFC. Was he three and one in the UFC or one and three? Probably was, one and three. No, 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 no. He, he was, was three, three and one. Three and one. Uh, contract dispute got him fired. Do you know who the one loss is to? Hmm, I can't remember because I, I was thinking Al- Alexander Volganovsky. Who that? Yeah. Oh, the like, guy that just lost. That guy. Yeah, he's a bum. Yeah, he so. Yeah, he, I, I think it was a contract dispute or because us Canadians he, are are greedy. He thought he could get a better deal somewhere else. And did he go straight to Bellator? Oh, no, he went to Brave for a little while in between. Yeah. So like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how this wound up happening. It was, <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer, man. <laughs> yep. So he's three one UFC. Was a regional champion as well. Used to fight at upper weight class and down weight class. So bantamweight weight and lightweight minus one twenty. Is he gonna win? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, this is this is my favorite pick on the whole card. Uh, I, I so when I first started preparing for this uh this fight card, I thought I was going to have to give the lines because they weren't posted yet for Bellator right. as of um well as of last night before uh, I was doing a little bit of it before we were talking about the uh, or I was watching the UFC card, and then on Sunday morning I you know I started putting it together and I was like oh odds popped up. I had had Jeremy Kennedy lined at like negative 275. I, I thought for sure he was going to be a massive favorite in here because if you watch Carvalho, he's kind of an awkward striker who like jumps in with his chin way too high. Um, and, and like Kennedy, first of all, could exploit that. But more likely what he's going to do is exploit the fact that Carvalho just seems to not defend takedowns at all. Like it just seems like he is perfectly happy just like if somebody's going to take him down, he's like, cool, let's do jujitsu. And then he's in a bad position for chunks of the fight. And I really think people are sleeping on how good Kennedy is with his wrestling. Cause like 
in his three fight or his three wins in the UFC, he had 21 takedowns in those three fights. He was averaging seven takedowns a fight, which is like, man, dude, if you're getting seven takedowns a fight and then he only really got stuffed by Alexander Volkanovsky, like he should without a problem take Pedro Carvalho down as much as he wants, especially because Carvalho does not seem to you know, get underhooks, sprawl out, uh, you know, do any of the things that you're supposed to do to keep himself off his back because he seems happy to. So I, I think Kennedy has a massive advantage on the feet. I think Kennedy has a massive advantage if this hits the mat. Uh, I, I can't believe it's lined as close as it is, but I would say this is my this is my one sure thing pick of the day. Yes, sir. The Canadian got to go with with the Canadian here. So good to see. All right. Let's go to the main event, shall we? This is a good fight. You, you agree with that? I do. I, although I will say again, it, it's a rematch. So okay. we're right. Do, we're oh, yeah. It. I forgot. See, I forgot about that as we're, well. We're doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing it again. And it is this time it's for the belt. Dan, actually, was it for the belt the first time, too? It was not. It was actually a three round fight, which we'll I'll talk about in a second. OK. All right. We got the returning champion, Yaroslav Amosov versus the interim champion, Logan Sterling. So we have someone with the last name Logan and someone with the first name Logan on this card. And it's going to be five, five minute rounds. They're going to unite the welterweight heavyweight championship of the world. Uh, I'll tell you about Sterling first. Storm, Logan Storm Sterling, 14 and one. The one comes a split decision loss, I believe, to Amosov. Um, He's knocked out eight people. Sterling has. He's never been finished in a fight. Uh, Amosov was his only loss. Nine and one in Bellator. He is the interim champ. He's won three straight fights. He's not lost since that one fight against Amosov, which was November of 2020. He was a college collegiate wrestling champion, plus 145. The returning champion, Dynamo Amosov, 26 and 0, nine knockouts, 10 submissions, 7 and 0, and is the Bellator champion. This is his first title defense because he was just off. What was he doing again? So, Nothing. I think he was on vacation, right? Fighting for his country <laughs> against those invading Russians. He was literally defending his country. <laughs> he literally was, yes, he was in the Ukrainian army. Uh, he's back now to fight. So he's not fought since June of 2021. Was a regional champion as well. Used to fight at middleweight. 2012 Pro MMA debut. He's a multi-time world Sambo champion as well. He he must have a big mantle at home, Dan. Uh, he's a year younger than Sterling. <laughs> two inches taller than Sterling. Four inches reach on him. Minus 170. Are we going to see a repeat of the first fight here? So I'm going to talk about the first fight in just a second. But before I do, I just want to give a like I need to have a caveat at the beginning of this breakdown, because like I don't think you can break down this fight without mentioning the fact that he's been away defending his country. And we have questions about like, what does that mean for MMA? And it's so silly to talk about that. Right. Because like obviously what he was doing is more meaningful than any of the goofy shit that we're talking about here, right? Like betting on Bellator cards in Ireland. Um, what? That's not yeah, goofy. It, it, it is. It is more meaningful than that. But I will say this: like, you almost have to set aside like all of your questions about like what he was doing because like it's impossible to handicap. Like, could he have been doing combatives? Sure. Could he have been still training when he could? Sure. Could he have had a full training camp? Sure. But also he might not have. And we have no way of knowing either one. And I don't think you can weigh it too much into the breakdown. So I'm just going to, first and foremost, put that aside. Now, speaking of their first fight, it's an interesting one. Because it went down as a split decision. I, I saw it for Amasov. Uh, I, I think he he was in control of things early. 
Um, the, the interesting thing about that fight was Storley didn't really get any of his grappling going until late. Um, so if you if you watch that fight, Amosov seems to stuff all of the takedowns he has early. He's clearly a much better boxer than Logan Storley. Like the, the, the knock on Logan Storley seemingly is, is like he's a great wrestler and he doesn't do much else. Um, like, I mean, his win over Michael Venom Page recently was a split decision win. And it was because he spent like, you know, an hour on in top control. And most people argued that he didn't do anything in that whole hour. And some of the the rounds could have been given to Michael Venom Page for two punches. So like he, he doesn't do much. And he got stuffed a ton early against Amosov. And then as the fight went on, it seemed like his cardio held up better than Amosov. He started getting some of that grappling going. I think he took his back once in the third round, if I'm not mistaken. He, he definitely won the last round of that fight. And some people might extrapolate and say, well, you know, if Amosov is slowing down, then Storley is is clearly like the guy who you would pick in the championship rounds. And I still don't think that's necessarily wrong. But here's what I'll say. I'm going to go with Amosov here anyway. Uh, because I still think he's going to stuff those takedowns early. I still think he's the one who can get things going with the boxing. And I also think we're just kind of sleeping on how good of a submission specialist he can be at times. Like, I know he hasn't gotten tons in the UFC, but like, this is a guy with like a hundred anaconda chokes on his record. And he's gotten like Dar's chokes and front chokes. And like, he he's just very good at what he does. And Failed takedown attempts set up to Adaris or an Anaconda so well. So, like, if we get, you know, if we get Logan Storley late in the, the fourth round or in the early fifth round, you know, kind of shooting an exhaustion takedown, like, I think the likelihood that Amosov can lock something up here is pretty decent. And in addition to that, I think he's going to have the first couple of rounds banked anyway because he's just going to, like, you know, he's, he's got kind of like a longer jab and a straight that he throws down the middle. And like, you know, he, he can do the right thing striking while Storley is looking for his takedown attempts. And I also think he's just going to stuff it up the early ones. So uh, I'm going to go with Amosov here. I will say, I hope that line comes down a little more. You said negative 170. Yes. Yeah. Negative 170. I know when it originally posted, it was much higher, I think because he had won the first fight. Um, and now it's coming closer and closer to even, which like, you know, that's probably right. Like originally I, I had this one pegged at like, you know, I'm a soft negative one negative one forty, somewhere in that range. Um, and so like, it's coming down. I might wait because I think it will probably come down more, but yeah, I like I'm a soft here. All right. Let's recap it. He's got Amosov. He's got, Kennedy, he has Logan as his underdog. He's got Kavanaugh and he's got Clark. Is that correct? He... That's, it. That's it. All right. I We were so excited to jump into this. I forgot to uh, tell you when it's happening, where it's happening, all that jazz. It's Belcher 291, Amosov versus Sterling. It's Saturday, the 25th of February, 11.30 a.m. Eastern time, if you're in the Eastern time zone. Um, main broadcast is on Showtime. Uh, prelims are on YouTube. Or if you're in Canada, it's all on YouTube, and it's going down from the Three Arena in Dublin, Dublin, Ireland. There you go. Now you know where to find it, and we'll be in the Discord talking about it, right, Dan? Especially you. I yeah, sure. <laughs> you're gonna watch it. You're gonna. Are, are you gonna put any any money on this IRL in real life? 
Um, I mean, like if uh, it, that that Jeremy Kennedy line's pretty damn juicy. Yeah. Uh, I think you you gotta love that one. Um, and if that Amosov line comes down, you know, I I really do like watching him fight. Like I think he's kind of yeah. fun. So like if that that line came down a little bit more, we we might be talking. Oh, I've also forgot to mention there's 18 fights on this card, Dan. <laughs> That's because oh they're just God. filling it with anybody Irish oh that they could find God. who this enjoys fighting. <laughs> well, will someone watch all of it? Jong, maybe? I'm not, I'm not even sure if he's hardcore enough. I don't even know if they're televising all of it. <laughs> yeah, YouTube. Prelims are all on YouTube, I think. But wonder, we'll to, wonder, it, it's only, you never know a Bellator. Some of these fights may be post-limbs. They may happen after the main. I really too. do hate a post-limb. Uh, I hate it. Something fierce. They have a good LFA fighter on this card, too. I completely did not see that she was on. Jenna Bishop is on this yes. fight card. Yep. Yep. Um, she, she's a good one. So uh, maybe, maybe I'd tune in. Did, I wonder, do they got odds for all, they do have odds for all the weird prelims? Je, Jenna Bishop, negative two forty five. That's Get good. Get in the parlay. Discord. Dan's gonna give up picks. Yeah, bonus picks, right? That's Jenna Bishop parlay fuel. There, there's a bonus pick right there. There you go. All right, we told you about Discord. Twitter is SGP and MMA. Gumby runs that. He also runs his own account, Gumby Vreeland. I'm Jeff Fox writer. All our writings and everyone else's writings are at sportsgamblingpodcast.com for every sport underneath the sun. Apparently there's a bunch of spring football leagues that are happening. We got you covered there. All our podcasts are there. All our discounts at uh, sportsbooks are there. All our giveaways are there. The bosses are always giving away free stuff. So definitely get in there. And in our store, of course, go buy some, uh, go buy some cool MMA gambling podcast gear at the store. You can read my other MMA writings at moneymma.substack.com and you can listen to Gumby talk more MMA wax poetically about MMA at Top Triddle podcast, which comes out what midweek usually, right? Uh, be a little bit earlier this week. I got the interviews already in the can again. So go uh, ahead, tell everyone. Yeah, we're I'm talking with uh, Jose Johnson coming off the Contender Series, about to make his uh, UFC debut. Um, and I'm talking to Trevor Peak, also coming off the Contender Series, about to make his debut. So a couple of Contender Series guys and. Uh, They've got some. They've got some pretty wild stories. Trevor Peak tells a story about uh, fighting for the first time on one day's notice in an unsanctioned MMA fight in a basement somewhere. Uh, and it's it's as wild as you would think it is. And I'm sure there was betting lines somewhere for that. As well. <laughs> yeah, no, Someone no, no. in our Discord probably bet it. <laughs> Maybe, although it was quite a while ago. So yes, you never know. All right, Gumby, take us home. We'll be back actually Wednesday with UFC talk for your ear holes. Um, all right. Uh, so I am Daniel Gumby Vreeland. He is JBC Jeff Fox, and we will see you on Wednesday.